Kanban on the air. Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Growth Podcast. We love having you here and it's our mission to bring you all of the latest and greatest tips, skills and know-how to make you the best Instagram marketer that you can be. We know that you have it in you and we are going to show you how. Now, let's get started. Welcome to Instagram Growth Podcast. Here is your host, Anne, and I'm excited to be here today hosting another great episode. Today, I'm interviewing Elizabeth Pampalone. She's an engaging speaker, successful entrepreneur, master networker, and trusted business advisor with over 20 years of experience. Her firm, Beyond the Cause, helps overwhelmed business owners and burnout nonprofit directors to achieve success and freedom through the power of absolute marketing. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be talking to you today. Thank you for joining me. So Elizabeth, can you please tell me more about yourself and about your background? I started designing websites when I was 13. So it's been a long time since I've been doing that. And in 2007, I decided to open my own business and I created a computer repair company. And from there, I met people who were in business and they were like, we need websites. So it was perfect. And I went back to doing websites at that point. And from there, I just kept growing my business and it's been 13 years. Oh, congratulations. I also heard that you entered the world of marketing at the age of seven. So is that true? Yes, yes. My uh, mom owned several businesses when I was a kid and I would just help her with sales and things like that because I was this cute little redheaded girl and they, people just loved it. So I, my mom sold, um, she sold baskets. She taught a lot of classes on how to make baskets and she also did um, scrapbooking as well. So she would teach people how to scrapbook, sell them supplies, and then she would actually sometimes even do it for them. Oh, I think you are the youngest entrepreneur I have ever met. <laughs> So how close are you to social media marketing nowadays? I do a lot of it with my um, clients, especially my nonprofits. A lot of them don't have, you know, the capacity or the staff to do it themselves. So they hire us as like an outsourced partner and we take care of all of that for them. So we're doing all of their um, posts for the whole year and we get all those done in the first day. Okay. And so do you like social media marketing? Is it like your passion? I do like it. Um, it's, I, I think websites are really my main passion, but it really is this like hand in hand relationship. So I feel like if you have a web, a great website, who's going to know about it unless you're using social media and kind of the same thing. If you have a great social media presence, but no website, where are you sending people? What's the point of social media? So I feel like they really go hand in hand. So I, I love using it both together. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So talking about social media marketing, let's uh, go back to the time when you were just starting out with marketing. So if we compare your approach or the strategy that you used at that time to the one you would use if you were just starting out now, so what would be the main difference? Well, when I first started my business, Facebook had just started. So there were hardly any social medias out there. I mean, if you consider MySpace or some of those old ones, but really there wasn't a lot out there. Um, I, we, me and Facebook kind of started at the same time <laughs> and, um, and also the iPhone as well, which is crazy. Um, but, but that was something that 
wasn't really on the radar when I started, but I, I could see it was really important as I, as I started to move forward and it started to grow and then Twitter came along and then Instagram and all that stuff. So, um, so I think that, you know, as, as I grew, I started to just add the pieces in, but when I tell people who are starting out, I mean, it's so overwhelming right now. I couldn't even imagine starting something brand new right now. It's just, there's so much to, to think about and to try and choose from. So what I tell people now is, yeah. which is what I tell anyone in whatever type of business level they're in, pick the top three, but you have to really know who your clients are before you even start that part of the journey. So getting your niche down, figuring out who your demographic is, who your ideal client is, and then you can go and start picking social media because it can just be a mess if you don't start there. Yeah, actually, this is the thing that I wanted to ask you about, too. So, uh, you know, many people that uh, I do not know why, but they have this common belief that if you have a business or if you're just starting out and if you want to establish your social media presence, you need to use like maximum number of social media platforms. So and Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and LinkedIn. So all together. So uh, you think it's not worth spending so much money and so much effort on all of them. Yeah. So you need to pick three. Right. I, I, the reason I say three is because it's a nice number that you can actually keep a hold of. You can actually work without getting overwhelmed. Um, but sometimes people only use two and sometimes they need to use four. And really that comes down to who are you actually targeting? So if you're targeting, um, you know, maybe your, your target market is grandmothers and their grandchildren, Instagram actually might not be for you <laughs> because Instagram is mostly yeah, women under absolutely. 35. So, you know, it's a totally different market and you might be spending tons of time. Instagram is so time consuming and you might be spending so much time and so much effort energy on Instagram when your people are not even there. No one's even seeing it. And then you're wondering why you're not making any sales or doing any good. Business. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really say go back to that beginning stage, that branding stage, really, and say, who is my customer? And then there's a ton of um, information online about what platforms have who on them. So like LinkedIn, for example, it's men and women mixed. So you're not really you know, doing anything with that part of it. But it's people who are in business. And typically, they're not on any other social platforms. So if you don't catch them on LinkedIn, and you're, you're not talking to them about business stuff, you're probably not going to catch them on social media anyway. So it's really an interesting yeah. dynamic there. But it's more for that business to business relationship. Okay. Also, I noticed that many startups and people just starting out uh, in any kind of business in any niche rely mostly on social media. So they create their social media accounts on Facebook, then Instagram, whatever, then start working with bloggers, influencers, spend so much money and so much time on content creation and advertisement within these social media platforms. Of course, it takes a lot of time and effort and money again. And very often these people turn out to give it all up because it doesn't just give them the results they were waiting for. So do you think it's a wrong way to rely mostly on social media marketing and what other parts of marketing shouldn't be underestimated too at the uh, beginning in the beginning? Well, I have a system that I created called the Absolute Marketing System, and it's five days for an entire year's worth of content and marketing, all of it done. And the reason I start with that with people is because, again, like you said, you're spending so much time and money on content creation and influencers and all this stuff. When, when you're first starting out, you just need to get your feet on the ground. You need to get people aware that you're out there. And there's also different types of marketing. There's like the awareness marketing, and then there's the sales marketing. The awareness marketing is the most expensive. And 
what we need to do in that stage, instead of spending money on ads to make our awareness you know, known, what we'll actually need to do is maybe do more Facebook group posting where we're in the groups, we're making connections, um, <clears throat> you know, connecting with people that we know, going to networking events where it's like $10 here and there, not $1,000, you know, every two or three weeks for Facebook ads. So in, the, in that awareness stage, you want to get as low cost of advertising as you can. And that could just be that you're in a group and you're answering people's questions all the time, making them aware that you're an expert, making them aware that you're known to them. And then you can go in with the sales and do some ads and do some targeting because then you know who your people are, where they kind of hang out, and then you can really target that down. But the absolute marketing starts with branding. One day on branding, getting your brand together, getting your logo, your colors, your fonts, your business card if you need one, um, any other collateral pieces created. And we also, when I do it with clients, I create an ebook with them so they can use it on their website to give away for free. The second day is all website. We build an entire website from scratch in one day. The third day is social media marketing, and that is all of your posts, 365 posts in one day. And that's for any platform oh. that you choose. So we do usually do two to three platforms, create all the content up front, and the reason we do this is because sometimes with business owners, we get really busy or we just get brain dead and we can't think of anything to post. And that can stress us out. And then that can really affect our other parts of our business where we're really needed and our brain power is needed. So what we do is we create all that stuff up front. So now you have this foundation that you don't have to even think about. It just runs. And there's always evergreen content. People say, well, I'm a realtor. That would never work for me. Or I'm, you know, whatever industry they're in and say it would never work because they don't know what's coming down the road in six months. True. Yes. No one does. But we can at least put our evergreen content out there. Like I'm a, you know, website designer. People always have questions about branding and the answers are always the same. So now technology might change in six months and I might not be talking about this platform, but that one, okay, I can just go in and swap out my posts that talked about that. No big deal. So those kinds of things, um, it also gives me that freedom to, if I find something exciting to post about, I'm not sitting there going, okay, I've got to think of a whole month's worth of posts in, you know, for this week. And I'm like, okay, I got to figure it out. It's like, wow, I found something exciting. Let me post it. And the more I post, is it's better, right? But I have this foundational layer that I don't have to worry about. So getting that off the plate, we do that on day three. And then day four, we go into blogging. And it's really great to have content on your website that also filters to your social media and to your email marketing accounts. So we've got yeah. that one piece that just goes everywhere, which is awesome. We create 12 months of blog posts. And then you can send it to all these different places. And it's more content for you that you just created in one day. And then we do email marketing on the fifth day. And that's where we create some maybe drip campaigns. And uh, if someone signs up for the ebook, then we create like a sequence and that kind of thing. So it's a little bit more of that, you know, nurturing stuff. But then that leads to sales. So once we do this five-day system, you're pretty much ready to go. And now you have time and brain power to go out and actually do the things you need to do. But I really feel like those five pillars are, are essential. It's not just social media. That's my middle pillar. Obviously, it's in the middle. It's kind of like the tent pole. It's holding everything up in the center. But we've got those four corners that also hold the tent down to the ground <laughs> and keep yeah. it grounded and hold it up as well. Can you really compile just a list of posting ideas in one day for the whole year? Well, all the posts are actually created, written, and um, added to the calendar in one day. So oh all God. of it's done. <laughs> 
<laughs> and yes, it's where very do you powerful. find so much inspiration? Some people just can't find inspiration and post ideas for even a week. And so how do you find so much inspiration for the whole year? Well, we come up, I came up with a formula that's very, very simple. And I teach this all the time. And I also, like I said, I do it with clients, but the formula starts with holidays. So you find all those holidays that you want to celebrate. Maybe it's like, maybe you're a, a food restaurant or something and you say, I want to celebrate taco, you know, taco, national taco day or something like that. So you find holidays that are, you know, your typical holidays for your country, the, the, the general ones that everybody knows. And then you, like Christmas, those kind of things. And then you find, you know, those holidays that are unique to you. Some, some health organizations have very specific holidays, national women, uh, international women's day, things like that. If they make sense to your business, then you should definitely put them in your calendar. And then you celebrate them with a post. Um, and then what you do is you create um, six to ten sales posts. Because we always forget to say, hey, I sell stuff. <laughs> so we write those yeah. up. And then we randomize those every single week, every two weeks, however often you want to put a sales post in. But we just keep using the same ones over and over in a random fashion. And that fills up a bunch of our days as well. So now we have those days in there and we've got our calendar kind of spotty for the whole year. Then we go back and we say, what can we do every single Monday? Now, because we filled in some of those days already, we won't have 52 Mondays to deal with. We might have 38 Mondays to deal with. So now we say, okay, we need 38 Mondays. We've calculated it out. These are the Mondays that are left over. Um, I need 38, what? Inspirational Mondays, um, man crush Mondays, um, you know, pick, pick, pick a some fun thing to do or something informative. I did a, um, for a wedding planner, we did um, date night Monday because Monday is always the hardest day. So she would post this yeah. really fun date night for the couple to go on before, you know, cause they're not, they're getting married, they're stressed oh, and <laughs> a fun thing to do. And she found 38 date ideas. There are thousands of date ideas out there. She just had to pick 38. She liked, and we made a post for each one. We added some pictures. Now we have all of our Mondays done and we only have about depending on how often you want to post, some of my clients post every day, some post three times a week. It really depends. You don't have to post every day. A lot of people think you do. Um, you know, you could do, that could be one third of your, your year done, or it could be one fifth of your year or one seventh of your year is done. So it's very, very simple to do all of the years, you know, the whole year in one day, you just have to really focus. And once you get past the second hour, I usually do eight hours at a time. Once you get past the second hour, your brain just is like, oh, I only have to do one thing at a time. Sure, we got this. And then it just kicks into overdrive. It's really cool. <laughs> and do you work only with, um, I mean, post creation? So what about Instagram? Do you work with stories creation or Instagram TV creation? So those types of things, um, I don't have as much specialty in. So I'm more of that foundational person to kind of come in and make sure you're at least not having to worry about it every single day. And then when it comes to stories and stuff, that's really like of the moment, I feel like. If something's happening, if you want to share something, and we can come up, you know, we help them come up with ideas of things that they could look for to post. But um, that's not something that we try and like really heavily control because I feel like that should be more free and more whatever's happening at the moment, it should just happen and you should film it and you know oh look we're creating this for this person or we just worked with this client or look I'm outside today I'm working outside you know whatever whatever that is um, but we can come up with ideas and we give them that will give them some ideas to start with but really they have to see those fun opportunities in their own business as well oh I really like that approach but I also have two things I'd like to clarify yeah. so 
uh, first one. So let me better demonstrate it on the situation that's happening right now for the last several months. So it's coronavirus outbreak. So nobody could even think about that. And of course, nobody could expect that many businesses would have to put the things on the hold, change their way of life, work remotely, bring all they do online and all these sort of things. So social media, of course, and brands on social media, businesses on social media, they just couldn't ignore that, that fact and just go on like they used to. So changes needed to be made and for some of the businesses, their planned content just needed a complete overhaul. So how to be sure that the content we plan will still be a good fit in the future? So with that, um, like I said, we all have stuff that is continually evergreen. So we never put stuff in there that's going to be off if something does happen. Um, and you can always go into your calendars and you can always change things. We've had to do that for several clients who had set up um, information about their upcoming events. We had planned it even just a couple months out. And we took, you know, went in, took down those event posts and replaced them with other things. And then also added COVID posts on top of all of that. Um, so anytime anything comes up in the business, whether it's um, something that has to do with the business itself, maybe it's something that has to do with the industry or something globally like this, there's always opportunity to go in and change that. And there, we're not saying you'll never have to change anything, but this does give you that foundational layer. Now, my posts are focused on, for me, that I put out for my business, branding, social media posting, um, you know, what you should be doing with your ebook on your website, blah, blah, blah. So all of that stuff is super hyper relevant now, even though before it was still relevant. So what I really try and focus on with the posts that we create is something that it doesn't really matter what would happen. Um, it would normally be relevant, but if something does happen, sometimes it's just that nice escape, like maybe that Man Crush Monday post. It's not going to be about COVID, but it's going to give people <laughs> that relief that, hey, you know, we're still do we're still humans and we still have to live our lives. Like, oh yeah, that's that's funny. That's going to make me laugh. You know that kind of stuff. So um, I try to just make sure that the posts are generic or general enough that it doesn't matter what's happening. And if something does happen where those posts aren't relevant anymore, we have our whole list of what's going to be posted. Um, so we can go in and say, okay, yeah, we need to take these five out and we need to replace them with these new five. And we're just doing little tweaks at that point. We're not overhauling the whole system. Okay, so there is no problem to change a little bit the content plan that you are preparing, yeah? No, no, we can do that anytime. Um, and we've, like I said, we've had to do that where people have had events canceled and things like that. We had set those up for several months out. A lot of these nonprofits that I work with, their events are planned a year in advance. So we knew way in advance when the event was, who was going to be there, all that stuff. And we just had to go in, take out those posts and replace them with COVID posts. We're going on a virtual event, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, but anything like that that happens, it's just a matter of going in, tweaking it, but it's a small portion. You're not sitting there going, okay, now what do I do? You know, so, and also it keeps you focused that if something like this does happen, like a lot of our clients were like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to post. They just were freaking out. But we knew that all of their content was going to be okay. Well, most of it anyway, because it was just relevant all the time. It's not pers you know, specific to anything really, unless it's about an event or something like that. Okay, I got it. And then one more thing also. So let's uh, have a look at this uh, from the point of view of Instagram, for example. We all... We all understand, I hope, that we all understand that Instagram is not ours and that our following is not ours too. So 
users report every single day on the internet getting their accounts shut down for no apparent meaning. And at any moment, you can just lose access to your audience or Instagram and Instagram just can change their model, get bought out, decide to just shut things down or at least change their algorithm. So how to treat all the things happening within any social media platform and how to react in the right way to these changes, so how to adjust to them? Well, that's why I do the five pillars because while social media is important and I feel like that, you know, especially with Instagram, it being something you can grow very quickly. Um, I've seen people that have lost, you know, tons of engagement. They've lost tons of followers and they just, they're just dead in the water. They don't know what to do because they built their entire business on that one thing. So last year I did a little experiment. I had built my business up, you know, it's been um, at that point 12 years and I thought, you know what? I don't really feel like social media is giving me as much as it used to. And I decided to do an experiment in January. I shut off all my social media accounts to shut them off. And I wanted to see if I didn't post for six months, if anybody would know, <laughs> if anybody would even care. And after the six months, I turned everything yeah. back on and I, I didn't get any message. I got one message from one person the whole time that said, Hey, I didn't see you post about anything. Um, and I told her what I was doing. I told her to be quiet about it. Don't tell anybody. And so I turned my social media back on and I had my plan ready that I do for myself. And I was like, I'm just going to go back to it, see what happens. And I was expecting more to happen during the six months, you know, like there would be some revelation or some epiphany. But what actually happened was when I started my new session, I had my whole year of posts and they were in and I was posting every day. People started messaging me. I mean, it was just like tons and tons of messages coming through saying, we're so glad you're back. We thought something happened to you. They never said a word. <laughs> they didn't engage. They they were not normal people who would engage. So it just goes to show that social media is important. People view you even though you don't know they're viewing you. Algorithms can change like crazy. People still find you. They still value what you're putting out, but they may never, ever tell you. And so it really showed me that social media is that, that awareness piece that says, hey, I'm here. Again, hey, I'm here. Again, hey, I'm here. You just have to keep showing up. And those people yeah. will eventually filter through into becoming a customer, becoming a fan, sharing you with someone else, that kind of thing. So it, it, it really showed me that it was only one pillar. My business still went on. I actually did better, I feel like, without social media because I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> but, um, but at the same time, <laughs> my business was still standing because it wasn't all built and predicated on just social media, especially something like Instagram that can change so rapidly. So, um, so I really, I really stress for people that they, they really focus on brand, website, social media, email marketing, and blogging so that they have all the pieces that if one of those falls off, you got four other wheels to run on. You're not, you're not going to, you know, crash. Yeah, yeah. You know, I even know it on my own example. There are some accounts that I never like or never react to the story and never uh, push a comment button. But when I do not see any content from them, like for a week, for two, I start kind of worrying what happened, why I... Uh, the thing is that I really notice that they are absent, that they disappeared. I do not know why these are not people close to me, but... It's kind of, oh, where are you? I, I missed you a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So do you use the same approach 
on social media, on your social media platforms, on your social media channels. And maybe you can name some other benefits of your approach that were not named uh, today before. Yes, I do use it on myself. Um, it's kind of like uh, the old, um, in, the, in America, they had this old commercial where the guy said, um, I, I sell hair plugs and I'm not only the president, I'm also a client. And he had like his own hair plugs. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm also the president, but I'm also a client. <laughs> um, I do use my own formulas on myself. And really that's where they started. I used them on myself and created them for myself so I could have more time. And then I started realizing, well, I could just help other people do this too because it's so awesome. Um, but the, the, some of the other benefits I really think are like when I turned off my social media for that six months, um, it really gave me this, this peace, this calm. And for me turning off social media, like my brain is always on that, you know, my brain is always, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Even if I have my formula running, that's just the way I am. But for my clients, that's not the way their brains work. Their brains work. I got to get this done. And once it's done then I can relax and I can actually focus on something else. So I realized yeah. that I turned off my social media and I had that same piece. I was like, wow, this is what my clients experience when they get all their social media done. So I've seen people come into my office, a, a stress ball. They're just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen today? I don't know if this is going to work. And they're paying a lot of money <laughs> and they're, they're worried. And then they walk out and they're like, we did it. I did a whole year of social media in one day and I, I feel like they, sometimes they like skip out of the office. They're just like light and happy. And that is the benefits that I see immediately from when they walk in and they walk out, you know, after the end of the day. So, um, I have a ton of videos on my website that like show all their reactions and I film them at the end of the day. Some of them look, their hair's all messed up and, you know, they look, they look all tired, but they're so <laughs> happy. And that's something that I really want to, remind entrepreneurs that they have in them still is that they don't have to be a stress ball all the time. And social media is a huge factor in that. And this is just takes it off your plate. It's not gone forever. You still have to manage it. You still have to tweak it if necessary, but it's so much less stress and less weight on you that you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that, that really sounds fantastic. And that's a great thing that you do that. I think it's just great amount of time and energy that you help to save the entrepreneurs and businesses. So Elizabeth, how can my audience learn better about you and what you offer? Well, we have a website beyondthecause.co and all of our pricing is out there. We're, we're not shy about it. Um, and we, we just, you know, it's very simple what we do and we do a 15 minute phone call with people, see if we're a good fit. And if we are, You get an invoice, a contract, and you pick a day, and we just do it. So it's really fun, and it's very quick and very easy. I don't like to make things complicated. I like them to be simple and, and quick. So, um, so that's what we've made the process for the, for starting something like this. And um, and we are just happy to talk with entrepreneurs. You know, sometimes I've had people call me, and they think they want to use us as a business, and and we talk to them, and we're like, no, you don't, you don't need us. You can do this, you know. And we encourage them and, and build them up because <laughs> it really is something they can do. It's just a matter of sometimes you need that that hand holding. Like sometimes I need that, um, and you just need that person there to beside you to say, we can do this, and let me brainstorm with you, and I'm going to look at it from the outside looking in. Um, and that really helps you get started. And we usually try to tell people, if you work with us, we want to push you out of the nest. We want you to go and fly on your own um, so that next year when you want to do this again, you already know how to do it. We're training you right now so that you can just do it next year by yourself. 
Um, and we don't really have a lot of clients that come back for the same service again. They'll we'll work with them on other things, but they don't come back for that same thing because we've taught them and now they know and they can do it on their own. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely cool. And I also have one last question that I always, I always ask my guests at the end of the interview. So what message would you like to leave my listeners with? I think it's that we as humans have addictive personalities, addictive natures, and social media is so addicting because you see that post that you've posted and you see the likes you got and you you feel happy and there's that rush of, of dopamine in your brain and you're you're excited and then maybe just scrolling through your feed is exciting, um, commenting and that kind of stuff. It just makes you happy and excited. And then when we, you know, we also let it stress us out though because we may not know what to post or we may not know the answer to that question or we may not have gotten as many likes as we wanted. And so my thing is we all have to have business hours and a lot of entrepreneurs don't do that, especially in the beginning. Um, and I'm really guilty of this, like so guilty. So I'm preaching to myself, but having those business hours and shutting off the phone, <laughs> the computer, whatever it is at the same time, every single day will give you so much more peace in your life and make you so much more productive and creative so that the next time you open up Instagram and you want to look at it and you want to post something, it'll just come to you. Like, because your brain will have had this rest and had like, okay, I've had my downtime. I'm ready to go now instead of constantly being running, 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 running. So just make sure that we're not being like addictive to the social media because it's very addicting. And also <laughs> we just turn our brains off and turn our computers and stuff off. So we're not constantly running our brains into the ground. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really nice piece of advice. And I'm going to try it out uh, starting from tomorrow, I think, because really, I also understand that I'm kind of addictive, always doing this so that and you're right, you need just to take some time without all of these gadgets, without internet connection and so on. So thank you once again for coming here today. It was uh, super pleasant to talk to you today. So I hope to collaborate more in future. Thank you for coming and have a good day. Thank you. This is a podcast sponsored by Combin.com. Grow and manage your Instagram safely and organically with Combin Growth and Combin Scheduler. Instagram promotion is easy. Combin.com.